that we're using. We've got cameras over here, and I've got a roving camera here, and there's all sorts of stuff going on. And has the whole studio booby trap. There's wires, TVs, cameras. It's, yeah, it's yeah. wicked. He's done a good job. We can't move around too much. Uh, I will be honest and say that I'm slightly stressed out just because the amount of cables <laughs> everywhere and cameras wouldn't work, and oh, it's just those last minute things but we've got a few people online can you just drop a few comments let us just let us know that you can hear us before we jump into tonight's live we've got a lot to get through and yeah, in order to be able to night. get through that we need to jump sort of straight into it so i just need to see some comments coming up on the screen here just so that you know that you can hear us because there's no point in us starting to rabbit on talking if you can't hear us tonight as i say it is about boards it is about the equipment. This is something that you've been wanting, so we are doing it. It's going to be amazing. All good. Excellent. Thanks, Tony. Tony, good to see you on again. Tony is Tony's here every week. He's you should actually just come and just be part of it, Tony, because you're here all the time. <laughs> hey, cool. Hold the boom mic, Scott. Okay, Facebook. Yeah, awesome. So look, we we know. Let's let's get rid of that and put this up instead. So we've got Tony. Tony's in. Facebook user, you want, you're in. Do you want a little background story? Scott's in, hang on. Steve's in. Jeff's in. Andrew's in. I'm gonna, I'm gonna stop doing the, the who's in, but guys, it is great to see you. It is great to see you on. If you're watching this actually in a replay, make sure that you hashtag replay. Now, before we get into this, one thing that I am gonna start to say every single week is can you please make sure that you subscribe to the YouTube channel? It is something that we are going to be growing over the next few months. We've got some ideas for some really good content and it is gonna be content that we only put out on YouTube. So we're gonna be doing a, a series called Coach's Eye, which is where we break down different surfers. We've talked about this before, but in order to make this easy for, for, for you to be able to view and watch through all the surfers, we're gonna put it up onto YouTube so that we can put it under a category. It's just, Facebook is, is fantastic. And it's a really good place for us to grow this community and, and have these conversations and allow everyone to post and build this community. But YouTube is gonna be a really good place for us to be able to broadcast stuff out in an, in an organized order. So you don't have to scroll through Facebook. So it's really important that you head over to YouTube. And that is, uh, I think it's, I'll, I'll, put, I'll put up the, the YouTube logo, but obviously there is an I instead of an E. But head to YouTube and it's Ombi Surfs, but it's O-M-B-E, not O-M-B-I, that was my spelling mistake. What a numpty. But head over to, to YouTube and subscribe there. Now we will be announcing when the new episodes are up on YouTube. We'll do that within the group, but we won't post the videos directly inside the group. We'll be putting links. So just subscribe to us on YouTube. Just makes it a lot easier. And make sure you hit that little bell thing. I'm not quite sure how YouTube works. No point me looking at you because you've got no idea how no, YouTube works no. at all. But anyway, just head over to YouTube. So look, I can see now that we've got a uh, we've got we've got a we've got, got a good team on this evening. I said to Clayton, "How do you want this to go?" So I had it down on this clipboard, a really nice idea of this and wonderful flow as to how this so would go. And so organised, and I'm the most unorganised person. I I rock up. I've just finished dinner like five minutes ago. I'm like, okay, what are we doing? He's like, here we are. <laughs> And yeah, so I had this wonderful list sort of planned out. Yeah. And you sort of said, well, yeah, I can cover those, but that's not really what's going to happen this evening. What you said to me was, we're going to talk about surfboards, but we're not actually going to talk about surfboards. You're just going to go off on your usual tangents. No, so what I said mm. is that I'm not going to explain surfboards to you in surfboard ter terminology. I might use like driving a car or riding a bicycle or some other thing that you've done before that you can relate to to actually understand and explain surfboards to you so 
Daryl was amazing. Daryl's actually put the link to the live video in YouTube for us. Daryl, you are a legend. Legend, thank, thank you, so Daryl. Making our jobs easy. Sweet. Uh, anyway, just very quickly, that's important. Hair looking good, Ant, from Andy there. Nicely done. Uh, uh, Andy, I spent hours on my hair, mate. <laughs> right, a little, little, little bit of a secret here, actually. Your hair, how does, who does your hair for you before we come on live? So my daughter gets so angry because my hair is just really messy. So she pulls me aside and then she brushes it. And she's kind of like, if I brush it too much, it looks terrible. And if I don't brush it enough, it looks terrible. So she kind of brushes it, then messes it up and says, okay, it's ready. Background story on yeah. here. Uh, someone's asked why they're just a Facebook user. You're not just a Facebook user. You're a very important Facebook user. It's just that you like to go covert whoever you are. Uh, just, it's the, the system that we're using just doesn't identify some people for some reason. Uh, no, no idea why. Okay, and then we've got Donovan has just said, "Let's go." Looking forward to this. So yeah, let's let's not waste any time. Okay, so first off, um, do you, should we just jump into the explaining boards and then answer all the questions? Yeah. Or? So so we're, we're going to do the questions later on. Now, if you have submitted a question in the last say six hours, there is a chance that I might not have it. So I've actually been through because I haven't got the computer. It's over here and I've got to do this weird bending down thing to get to it. I've printed all the questions out. So my concern is that if I cover all the board stuff, there's a very good chance that I'll cover a lot of those questions. Okay, so, so what we'll do is you just- Do my thing. You just do your thing, then we'll go through the questions and if it's been answered, then we'll just go, that was answered earlier on. Yeah. And, we'll, and we'll, then we'll get through as much as we can. I will go, I will grab my phone in a bit and see what questions I missed. From within, from within inside the group that have been posted in the last few hours. And if you have got questions, then by all means, post them in. This is gonna be a long one tonight, so I can't guarantee that I'm gonna to get to all of the questions. But if we have to do part two, okay. then we have to do okay. part two. So go for, go for your life, and I will uh, all jump right. in here. Um, a lot of you might not know this, but most surfboards, whichever way you look at it, they are engineered around turning. So if you have a look at the shape of the, um, the fins, I just want to go to that camera. We're going to this camera right here. That one there, yeah? Okay, so your fins, they're actually pointed towards the nose. So what happens is water comes down the board, it hits the outside of the fin, and it slows the board down. The water passing through the inside of the fin, there's no drag, so it actually accelerates. And what that does is it actually enables the board to turn easier. So that's one aspect of how the board's engineered around turning. The second one is that um, you have got rocker in your board. So your board's shaped like a banana. Okay. Now, that banana, if you try to stand on it, it just sinks deeper in the water and it actually gets more friction on the bottom. So that, that banana-shaped curve is not designed for speed. What it is designed for is turning. Okay, um, I'll get to it a little bit later. Mm -hmm. The rail shape of your board, this this part of here, the front of it, is round. So where your front foot goes, it's got a round rail, but where your back foot goes, it's got a square rail. So I've got an experiment that I'd like to show you on how those work mm -hmm. a bit later. Now the other thing is that the widest part of your surfboard, okay, the smack bang in the middle. Right? Why is that? Does anybody know why? What do you think, Ant? I'm, to be honest with you, I missed your question because I'm too right. busy trying to just make sure I've got Fair the enough. cameras and the questions going on here. But somebody, somebody's going to answer in the comments. Okay, so the widest part of your surfboard is the front. 
So surely that means that the front part of your board is the most stablest part of the board to stand on. So when you're surfing, if you shift your weight more forward, you're actually going to get more speed. If you stand on your back foot, the ball is going to rock, roll backwards on the rock, that's going to slow you down. Okay. So let's try then figure out how all of these bits and pieces of the design of the surfboard all come into play. So let's talk about rails first. Okay. Okay. So I've got my experiment. So in this experiment, which turns better? This round roll, okay, turns really, really easy. Fair enough. Or the square box. Doesn't like to turn. Doesn't like to roll. Yeah. Okay. So why is that important? Well, let's figure it out. Why you do that, just pause for two seconds. I just want to just check one camera angle here. Hang on, guys. Here we go. Sorry, I'm just going to make it quick for me to switch between cameras. There we go. Perfect. We're, we're good. Okay. Let's go to this camera angle over here. Which is that one? Yes. Okay. Now we're cooking. So, by the middle of the board, you've got a round rail, but by the back foot, you've got a square rail. Okay. So, when you ride a bicycle, there's two ways in which you turn a bicycle. If you're going really fast down a hill, you will lean and turn the bicycle. That concept doesn't work if you're going slowly. If you're going slowly and you lean, you just fall over. That means you've got to change the way that you, you ride a bicycle when you're going slowly. You've got to twist the handlebars to turn it. Okay, so that means that with speed, you lean, and when you ride slowly, you twist. Now, the same principles work with the surfboard. Okay, if you take off on a wave, think about this. When you bottom turn, you don't want the board to slide out. You want the board to hold. Mm -hmm. But when you top turn, you don't mind if the tail drifts and you slide out a little bit. So how do you get something that's designed the same, top and bottom, left and right, it's designed the same, but how do you get it to react differently on the bottom turn where you want to hold and to come off the top and release? Well, you use two different techniques. So if you go down the wave, you've got speed, if you lean, what actually happens is this round part of the rail, it rolls. Okay, now your board's on rail. Now this is the interesting part. Can you go to this camera angle? When you're on rail, okay, this is where the rocker starts to come into place. So all that tail rocker and nose rocker. If you took this board, put it on rail, and shoved it forwards, it wouldn't go in a straight line. That rocker would turn the board. So the more, the more rocker you have in your board, when you're leaning and you've got speed, the faster your board goes. But if you're standing on your board, okay, and you're trying to do a twist or something with speed, your board's either going to slide out or it's going to push water and slow down. Right. Okay, so every time you turn your board, there's less friction on it. So the water goes past the board faster than when it's flat. So when you turn your boards, your boards accelerate, they go quicker. So imagine this, you caught a wave, like riding a bicycle, so you go down the wave, you start leaning, you reduce the friction, you start rolling that rail, and the board starts to turn and you start to go up the wave. Now, how do we transition, okay, so that we can then change from, say, the inside rail to the outside rail, and then maybe come off the top and ride back down the wave again? 
because we've gone from the toe edge rail if you're on a mm -hmm. on your front side you then got to transition and go to your heel edge to start turning back okay so how does surfboard design help us do a better job at that so what surfers have done or what shapers do is they actually shape an edge so if we got that camera over there okay so this hard edge in the surfboard it, it normally runs all the way up to sort of just in front of the fin. Okay, so my question is, what does the edge do? Okay, so back to this. If the middle part of the board is like this and it rolls and turns easy, okay, it's almost, if you took the surfboard and you cut it in half, it would almost look like a bicycle tire. So do me a favor and pull up the, um, the the iPad and let's just maybe bring that up quickly. Okay, we bring that to you there. So we're on coach's eyes, you can scroll yep. back and right. forwards and let's bring the iPad up. Okay. So if you have a look at the yellow um circle drawings, okay, when water flows down the rail, it actually follows the curve of the rail and starts curving in. And that helps your board to turn. Now the the mid part of the board is also the widest part of the board where you get your balance from. So when you do a re-entry, as soon as your board goes to the wide point, it'll actually start to pivot and help you turn around. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that's really important. Now, the next thing is this area over here that I want to explain to you. When you're surfing, if you're standing on your front foot and you lean over, this round part of the rail there, it rolls and it's almost like a bicycle tire. Okay? If you cut your board in half and you did a comparison, you'd see it looks really, really similar. Now, when your board rolls, that's where your rocker comes into play, and your, the rocker actually helps your board turn even more. Right. Okay, which is really, really important. However, if you stand on the board and you're flat, your rocker works against you, it slows you down. And if you try to turn by stomping the back foot, your rocker again works against you and slows you down. So, so, so what you're saying there is, if we've got a board with a lot of rocker and we're surfing flat, then the surfboard's going to work against us. Yes. Well, okay. also, if you've got a flat board and you step on the tail, it will stop even quicker than a board with rocker. Okay. Okay. Rocker doesn't allow planing. Flat boards allow planing, but rocker allows turning. Okay. So, so Tony's asked, uh, the sharp section of the tail rail to the round rail, if you took the sharp rail further forward, would it increase drive? No, it wouldn't. Okay. Okay, so let me get to that now. Uh, I want to show you guys something. Just let me scroll through. You're going backwards. Ah. Maybe forwards. Ah, that was too quick. This, this, this video is actually from the, the Accelerated Surf Program, isn't it? Yeah, a lot of it in there. Yeah. Are we getting there? Hang in there. So you, you might have had a bit of a sneaky peek then. <laughs> Some of the stuff that's inside the program. Get in there, get in there, get in there. All right, have oh, a look at this. Okay, so here's a little science experiment. Check it out. Okay, and I'm going to do this in slow motion. So look at the round part of the rail. Okay, if I pause that. Look at how the water holds on to the round part of the rail, okay? Whereas 
where the edge is, the water just goes straight off. It gets sheared off where there's edge. Okay, so what does this mean to your surfboard? Well, where, where anything is round, it actually, the water sucks onto it, like it gets suction, and that gives you hole. Right. Okay, so if you think about that, if you've ever gone surfing down the line and you do a big cutback, the front foot never slides out. It's always the tail. So how come the tail slides out and the front gives you hold? Okay, so what actually happens is that hard edge, what it does is it slices the water apart. And wherever it slices, it'll get a little cavity bubble of air and the, it'll make the board fall flat. Okay, so let's look at this. If I try to roll this box, it just keeps falling flat. Yep. It doesn't like to roll, but if I roll the, the tape, it rolls really, really easy. Yep. Okay. So when we're surfing really fast on our board and we start leaning, the mid part of the rail that's round rolls and suctions onto the wave and that's where you get hold on your bottom turn. So it sucks onto the wave? Yeah. Wow. It's like a vacuum, it just it sucks on. Okay. So the water actually sticks to the rail. That gives you your hold. Okay? Now, imagine that we're, we're turning, we're leaning, we're going along, we're going along. How do we disengage the turn? How do we stop turning? Well, what we do, we step onto the back foot. We put pressure onto the hard edge. The hard edge shears the water apart. And basically from being a round part of the rail, we then start accessing like the square edge around. Yeah. If you watch the picture, the tail just falls flat and your board has gone from a toe side turned and it's transition and it's flat. Now it's ready for the twist where you transition onto your heel edge. Okay, so basically that hard edge on your board, mm. it causes release, it disengages the turn. Okay, and it renders your board flat again. Okay. So I, I don't know if this suddenly screamed out in a lot of your heads, and I'm assuming that we're going to get to this later on, but when you said that so the rail digs in, it vacuums, that what gives you your hold, yeah. instantly in, in my head I was thinking, hang on a minute, we've got fins, 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 fins are digging okay, in. Well, well think about it, if you're on rail, your fins are almost all out of the water. Okay. Okay, so the more you bury your rail, the more hold you get. Yep. Okay. Now, has this ever happened? You've been surfing, you've gone out to the bottom of the wave, right? And you do a big twist, the fins release and you face plant. Has that happened? Anything that involves face planting has generally happened. Okay, right? so pretty much, if you ride a bicycle and you're going fast and you twist, you're gonna stack it. Yeah. So that's the equivalent of going too fast and twisting your handles on your bicycle. All right, so then surfers rush out and they buy bigger fins. Fair enough, oh, now okay. you can't dislodge the tail, but you also can't turn. You're gonna to get too much drive, too much speed, and you will not be able to turn. It's like taking the bicycle handlebars and tightening them. Oh, fix that problem. You should just lean rather than twisting. So okay. now I wanna start coaching again because I've lost my mind. That's a little bit of gold. Hang on, there's a little bit of gold there. Somebody's actually put, this is amazing. Uh, let, me, let me bring this up. It is a Facebook user, and we appreciate you, Facebook user. Yeah. Go. Go. Yeah. <laughs> Go. <laughs> okay, so. Um, let's have a look at the tail shape on the back of the board. It's, it's square. It almost looks like this. 
You're the back of your board. And I have to bring that back up again. We're not on the iPad. We're on the iPad now. Okay. The back of the board looks like that. Yep. Okay. Do you think that likes turning? No. No. If I roll this, it doesn't want to go any. Okay. It doesn't like turning. What it does like to do is sit flat. Okay. Yeah. So every time you disengage the rail turn and you're pressing on the back foot, it renders your board flat. So any back foot turn will make you stop and it will render your board flat. But any front foot turn, your board will keep its speed and it'll turn for longer. Wow. Okay, so more turning done off the front foot, you will engage more rail. More turning done off the back foot, your board will go <clears throat> and stop. That's, uh, we, we actually have. John, John who is on, John, hey John, how are you doing? Water sticking to the round tail, to the round rail is called the, uh, hopefully I pronounced it right, Co Coander effect. Did you know that? No, what's it called? The Coander effect. I did not know C -O -A -N -D -A that. C-O-A-N-D-A effect. So effect. honestly, like you guys have a wealth of knowledge. I've just got my stupid backyard science that I'm just sort of like putting it all together. So I appreciate that. I'd love to be able to use that and have more scientific terms and sound more smarter. So. Yeah, cool. This, uh, this one here. Yes. So, so, so there's a really important nexus between tail rail shape and fin base length, height and rake, right? Okay, so let's just throw the fins away for now. Okay, stop worrying about fins and fussing okay. about fins. Okay, it's kind of <laughs> like, hey, Ant, what car tires do you drive? How wide are they? How thick are they? What's, what's the rake like on your car tire? Like, you don't even worry about that, do you? So fins shit me. I don't like, just don't worry about the damn things. Okay, they, ugh. don't worry about them. There we go, okay. Uh, and, and one other quick thing that came in, let me just see if it's, Okay, can you explain the difference? Okay, try and answer this one really quickly. It's, it might take us off on a bit of a tangent, this one. Can you explain the difference between front and back foot dominant surfers and what change in board design you would recommend for each? I'm gonna say that you would probably say, learn to surf more stacked on the front, wouldn't you? Is that what you're gonna say or not? Okay, so. <clears throat> um, can we bring the question up on the screen so everyone can see it? All right, so if you're going to run because you want to go from point A to point B. Would you be more back foot dominant or would you be more front foot dominant? Front foot. Okay, so basically front foot surfers surf faster, they surf more on rail, back foot surfers pivot and stop on every turn and they lose speed. Maybe not what you, what you want to hear, but you shouldn't be a heavy back foot surfer. Which is where coffee cup comes in. Exactly, so the more you get your coffee cup hand forward, the more speed and drive you're going to get out of your surfboard. Go. Right. Bring it. Bring out the coffee. We, we, do you know what we, we should have? Okay, coffee, so we should have had coffee cups. Let me. Let, I've got an idea quickly. It's brain fart. So when you ride a bicycle and you want to go fast, don't you lean over the front wheel? Yeah, and then you okay. stick on one of those really cool helmets. All right. So also, when you want to turn, don't you move the front wheel? Yeah. Okay. So you more. If that front wheel is a foot, you're more sort of front foot dominant. Yeah. You, you don't ride your bicycle and try to turn the back a lot of the times. Okay. You only do that when you stop. You might put the brakes on and slide it, but you've lost all your speed. Yeah. Okay. So it's a weird kind of thing, but basically, think of each wheel on a bicycle as, as like a foot. You kind of yeah. want to be on the front foot for more speed, and for, you can turn it better as well. Okay. Speaking about bicycles, you know the underside of the rail, this part here, Ant? Yep. So I don't think people understand 
the difference between like a really soft rounded rail or a hard sort of just angle angle that way there towards ah. the camera. Okay. Well, if we go back to the iPad. Okay, I don't think guys understand the difference between maybe a really soft round rail or maybe a lot more of a harder edge on a rail. Mm -hmm. Okay, so think of, um, you know the bicycles that the ladies ride, they're really big cruisers, they, they, they've got comfy seats, a little oh, yeah, yeah. basket in front, they're, they're cruisers. Those tires, that they're, they're a little bit wider. I have one and, of those bikes. Well, they, they're just <laughs> cruisers, okay? And the, the bicycle shape is really, the tire is really, really round. So when you turn those, they roll slowly and they turn smoothly. Okay. However, if you look at a, um, a Tour de France sprinter, okay, those bicycles are almost vertical. Mm. Okay. So the slightest little inclination and the bike turns so much quicker and so much faster. Okay. So let's bring that into the bottom edge of your board. Yep. Okay. So the more rolled and round your board is, the smoother it'll turn, but the slower it will turn, okay? The more tighter and sharper the rail edges, okay? The quicker the board will turn, and the faster the board will drive. Okay. Does that make any sense? Yep. Okay, so basically it's, it's really similar to understanding how a tire works on a road, is kind of how the bottom of your rail works on a surfboard. Okay, so yeah. sticking up, there's a lot of questions coming around there. So sticking yeah. with rails, the mid round rail can be sharp or soft. Yeah, look, this one's sharp, this one's sharp, feel that. I don't know if you can see it on the camera. Oh, yep, yep, I can feel it. So, uh, if I get the camera up, I don't know if I can actually Well, hang it. on, let's, let's try. Oh, yeah, 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 great. Let's try this one. Whoa, hey, look at this. So, if you look down, there's actually a hard edge. Don't know if you look down that line with my fingers going. Yep. The edge is hard all the way. Okay, it's not rolled. Yeah, okay. Okay, whereas if you zoom up closer to the round, the red rail, look how far that red rail rolls. So it goes right to there. So it's almost like three quarters of an inch. Yeah. Whereas this, that, that blue bit before the light blue, okay, that's only about a quarter of an inch roll. Yeah. Okay. So this 20 turns faster and drives quicker. Okay. So, so in addition, so, so how does this work with the square back rail and leaning in? Okay. So finally we get to the, the square back rail. Okay. Right. So what it does, you've got a wave pushing you. Bring that question up so everyone can see what I was talking about then. Cool. Okay. So we've got push from a wave behind me, wanting me to go forward, but if I lean over the board and I start trying to sink, say the squares, I try to start to sink it into the water. If the rail can't roll because of the shape of it, it will get pushed forward by the wave and it will get more drive. So the squarer, the squarer and boxier the rail is, it won't be able to roll and turn. Therefore, the wave will push you and you'll get more forward drive. Okay. Okay. The more tucked under that edge is, in other words, if I start rolling that, I will start minimizing my drive, my forward speed, and I'll start accentuating my my roll and my turn. Okay. okay. Does that make more sense? Yeah, yeah it does make sense. So, this is a lot of information. So in a small board, you'll have squarer, boxier rails giving you more forward drive. Right. On a bigger wave board, you'll have more roll because you're doing more leaning because you're going faster. 
Right. On a small wave board, you're going slow. So you don't want a lot of roll because you're not doing a lot of leaning. Because you're just trying to stay up above the water and trying to not catch rail. Okay. You're trying to like, get some speed. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Let's just see. That's right. Uh, yes, with back foot dominant. This is uh, Tony. Yes, with back foot dominant, but have changed the front foot and have noticed a difference in turning and speed. That is awesome. Good, Tony. Sick. Who's that? Who's that master Clayton talking? We will ask another day. Uh, I'm assuming you're referring to the questions. Let's see if you're more. Back. Let's ask a question quickly. A little poll. Go. Which tail? So go to the go to the iPad quickly. Uh, okay. Okay. So we've got three basic tail shapes. We've got a, a round tail, a swallow tail, and a square uh, squash tail. Okay. The squash tail could be called a square squash, whatever it is. That's yep. just not be fussy about it. So basically, what do these different tails do? Okay, what does a round tail do? What's it good for? What's the swallowtail good for? That's a lot for, for people to type in. Just ask one question as to okay. which, which, which tail would be best for what? Okay, which tail from what your experiences and what you know is the best for uh, creating speed and drive? Speed and drive, which tail? Which is the fastest tail? Out of those three. Uh, if I'm if 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 I was going to answer this, just judging by the boards that I've ridden, I'm going to say swallow. Don't know what the actual answer is, but I'm going to say swallow. Okay. So the opposite then is which tail turns the best? Oh, round. Uh, I'm I'm 99.9% I'm .9 sure on that one there because my board that's got the round tail. You said that's for my turning. Hundred <laughs> percent. Let's let's see what. So for okay. Well, Squash round. Round, so which round, is the fastest? Squash, round, question mark, swallow, swallow, round. A lot of people saying round. Okay, so pretty much if you have a look at the comments so, that are coming in. So they're saying round for speed, I'm assuming. There's, it's a mixed bag, like we're going swallow, round, yeah. squash. So pretty much if we've got four, four and a half thousand or five thousand people on Surfax, no one quite knows what the tails do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. so. Let's break it down. Let's, let's bring it up. Or did you, or did you, want, to, did you want to go back to it? Oh, we're going to go back to this. Okay. okay. Right, so, which turns better? Something that's round or something that's square? I know the answer to this one. <laughs> the round. The round, round turns better. Okay. Now, the reason why it turns better is with the swallowtail, the water has further to travel down before it can come in and start turning. Mm -hmm. Okay. Whereas the, the round tail, it starts turning a hell of a lot earlier. Yep. Okay. So let's say that this is a, a six foot surfboard. Okay. We've got a six O surfboard over there. Yep. With the round tail, almost a foot up, it starts turning in earlier. So that round tail will probably feel like about a five O. Ah, oh, okay. okay. Because it's got, an, it's turning in a foot earlier. Yep. The swallow tail will almost feel like a, a seven O. Okay, because it's got a, f a foot further to travel. And then the squash tail is kind of in between the two, so it'll feel like a 6 -o. Yeah. Okay, now why is that important? Well, if you're surfing a big board, like a, a semi-gun or a, um, a step-up or a, a mid-length, yep. okay, those boards are bigger and they're harder to turn. So imagine if we could give a big board, like, like a bus, give a bus power steering. That would be fantastic. 
Yeah. So how do we make big boards looser? Well, we give them a round tail. Okay. Right. It makes the bigger boards turn easier. So if it turns easier, why don't we put it on small boards? Well, the answer is, although it turns easier, it makes the board slower. Because what happens is you lose out on all that surface area. So what surface area does when a wave breaks is it picks you up and pushes you. Okay, so the less surface area you have, the less lift and speed you get. But what it's good for, it's good for control inside of the barrel. Your board won't flip. Mm -hmm. um, you can ride a more critical part of the wave and it allows you to control the speed when a big wave pushes you. I mean, I'm sure you felt if you've ridden a, either a square tail or a swallow tail in really big waves, you, you go too fast and then you gotta kinda slow down before you can draw a turn. Mm -hmm. So if you had had a round tail, you probably could have started turning off of that. Okay. Okay. So then, why do we have swallow tails for small boards? Okay, so here's the answer. When you're riding uh, a swallow tail, those are normally sort of like say on fishes, like, like swallow tail, small yep. wave board, small wave board. Yep. Okay. Now the reason why I have a swallow tail on small wave board is that when you're riding small waves, you're going slower. So generally that small wave board's a little bit wider to give you more balance. Now, if you rode a bicycle slow, you'd wobble and almost want to fall off. But as soon as you get a bit of speed, right, the bicycle almost rights itself and you get better balance. Okay. So as soon as you start going faster on your small wave board, you're going to get more balance. So by making the outline of the surfboard more parallel, okay, the water flows down the board quicker mm -hmm. and it gives you more balance. That allows you to ride that small wave for a little bit further and enjoying the surf a little bit more. Okay. Does that make some sense? Does make sense, keep going. I might, I might have a question, but keep going. Okay, so, what is this little guy good for? Well, it does not turn that great, and it does not get speed that great. It does a little bit of both. Okay, so, so just allow me to clarify here, the fastest one out of all those boards was a swallow. Yes. Okay, cool. Just, just to, because, just to clarify that as the, the, the actual answer. It, it was the yeah. swallow. Yeah. Because I, I was, I saw a lot of squash come up, so you, and I was thinking squash might have been the answer, and I might have been. Okay, right. so, so think about this. A lot of guys get a board, and they're looking for a magic board. We've actually had this question, like, yep. what is the one board quiver? Okay. So imagine if I went to you and said, okay, Ant, I'm, I'm going to buy a new car. What's, what's the best car you can recommend for me? Bear in mind, I love going off road, and I want to go on the beach maybe two, three times a year. But damn it, like when I'm on the highway, I, I love pushing the speed limit. I wanna go like 200 kilometers an hour on the highway. So it's gotta go off road, but I can't flip on the highway. Right. Okay. But so I've got kids. So I need the, the baby seat, I need the bicycles, I need space. Okay, what's the best car for me now? Because I want everything in one car. It's got to go 200 yeah. on the highway, off-road, it's got to not get stuck, and I've got to get the bicycle and the kid car seat and all that in. I'm going to say there isn't one apart. Maybe maybe a thingamajig's Tesla thing that you had, that big Jeep funny thing. So, so this <laughs> is what one. people ask for yeah. when they want an all-rounder. Okay, so they want a small wave board that's really fast so that they don't sink, yep. and it's got to be wide so they don't catch rail. But then when you take them to bigger waves, 
that design concept does not work. And when you take a good big wave board and you try to ride in small waves, that design concept does not work. And an all-rounder is something that does a little bit of both. It's kind of like having a uh, the Porsche 4x4. Right. Like you wouldn't want to race it, would you? No. So it's got the logo, but it's got the heart, but it's kind of like... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Cool. So, so rounds for turning. Turns better. Way better. Yeah, so round turns better, better for bigger waves. Yeah. Because you better lean in and get those those nice turns. Swallow is really good for the smaller waves when you want some, when you want some speed. Yeah, it's a much more faster drive tail. So when I was shaping boards, if I had guys who, who would muscle their boards and who would crack the tails and they push really hard and they stocky guys, I would give them swallow tails on their small wave board and on their all-rounder. Because they push so hard, they tend to over-surf and um, slide the tails out. So by giving them um, a swallowtail, it kind of cleaned their styles up and made them draw cleaner lines. Okay. Right. And if I had really agile guys who were skinny like bean poles, okay, but knew how to generate speed and could, could coordinate, I would give them round tails on their small wave boards. Okay. Right. And you see Slater knows how to move really well and Philippe Toledo. So they like riding round tails on their small wave boards because they know how to extract speed out of a wave. They don't have to use the equipment for that. They can use their body and the board and the wave really well. Okay. So they prefer more turning, which gets them in the critical part of the wave. Okay. And squash, just very quickly, just to make it like a, like a one sentence, whereabouts is a, is a squash tail used? It's the best all-round tail you can do because okay. it does a little bit of both. Right, cool. Excellent. Cool. Let's go into Swallowtail more. You do whatever you need to do. Okay, so my question is, can you hold this for a second? Yep, absolutely. All right. And I did this on purpose. I have got three Swallowtails up here. Okay. I've got a performance board that I'd ride in the mental eyes when the waves are good. I've got a really wide Swallowtail with a straight outline. And I've got a high performance sort of twin fin. So twin fin, twin fin, thruster, good wave board. Yeah. So what do the different types of swallowtails do? That's my question. Does anybody know? What's the point of having a deep one or a wide one? What, what is the function of a swallowtail? How does it work? While they're typing that in, just really yeah. quickly. So for step ups, a squash tail is a good idea, question mark. No. No, round Definitely tail. Definitely not, round tail. So just while you're on that then, and as well, so, so, so round tail versus the whole sort of pintail thing. Have you got any comments on that? So just just quickly. Pintail is almost similar to a swallowtail without the um, surface area. So it gives you a lot of hold. You'll have those on your big wave board. Right. And it's designed to control speed. It's not designed to create it. Okay. Pintails are the slowest boards you can get. Okay, pintails are the slowest you can get. Uh, cool. So someone's put in for your question that you just asked about the different towels. Yeah. Uh, Scott has put adds to rail length. Is that right? Adds to rail length. Uh, the difference in your, difference in your, in your swallows. So I'm, I'm more talking about the depth of the swallow tails. So this and, and so the from there to depth. there. Yeah. Versus, so keep hold of that one there. So that's obviously, uh, that's quite a, that's almost, like, yeah, like, like how, how, how do you draw a seagull? 
see the difference there. Versus that one there, which is like a V. So that's that's almost like a curved one going in. I don't know if that makes any difference. Versus yeah. this one here, which is almost straight, like a. Oh, it's just a bit shallower and narrower. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yep, I got it. So, okay, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to explain it first, okay, and then I want you just to, to uh, zoom in on this actual shape of that for me. Okay. Okay, so I'll, I'll turn that around. Do you, you want to do, you want do, you do, you do it on that one there, or do you want me to do it with the Oh, I really don't mind. Tell you what, go there and then bring it forwards. Okay, so. Uh, can we get that? We can get that in there, I think. Back in the day when guys were riding uh, longboards and the longboard broke in half. They kind of wanted to use the half, the, not throw it away. So they cut the board straight off in half and try to surf it. And they found that the boards kind of like drifted and they had no control over it. Okay. So they then cut a swallowtail into the board. And what happens with the swallowtail is that when you push down on the tail, water gets displaced and you get drive. Okay, so the wider the tail is, when you push down on it on a small weight board and you're kind of twisting, it generates more speed and more drive. Okay. Okay, but if you've got some speed, sometimes it feels like the 20s want to slide out and drift. Okay, so by going deeper on that swallowtail, what happens is water actually comes up to the back and grabs onto the back of the tail and it gives it more hold. So you'll find that the, the back ends of the swallowtail, they're, they're never square. They're always rounded and chamfered. So if I can go to the rail, I can see this properly. Okay. Yeah, let's, or even if you get your little, other little camera, we can have a look at it. Can we get the mobile one? Yeah, get the mobile one. Okay, here we go, Roman camera coming up. Okay, right. So and if you, if you look at the tail over here. Hopefully we've got this in. I don't know if you can see in the shadow there that it's actually rounded down. So water comes up, and holds on. If it was square, the water would just bounce back, and you'd be this little bubble, and your tail, your board would cavitate. Right. So the same way water sticks to the round rail, where it's um, it's it's plane down, the water comes up and grabs on and acts like a third fin. So the deeper the swallowtail is, the more hold you get. The shallower the swallowtail is, the more drive you get. Oh, okay. Does that make some yeah, sense? Yeah, yeah, that makes perfect sense. Okay. So... Show you back to main camera or...? Yeah, you can go back to main camera. So, this is my groveler. It's got a wider tail, and I get more, more speed out of it. You've been loving that board as well. Yeah, and but this is my performance twin. So when the waves are bigger and better, this is my performance twin. It's got a narrower tail, which gives me more control over it. Mm -hmm. Okay, and... It's got a, a, a deeper swallowtail, which again gives me more hold. Yep. Okay, that one's kind of a lot of surface area and it's got a wide swallowtail to displace water and to give me hold. Okay, so does that make a bit of sense to everyone, I hope? No, can I, if, if that makes sense, can I get a thumbs up just in the comments there? And which, which board did you want to put back up on the rack? Which one uh, are you using as our new table? Oh, there's a table. Yeah, I'll just put down in case it falls. All right, let's see. So John's just asked, what does changing the width of the swallowtail do? That just increases up, backs up, so doesn't it? Water displacement. Yeah, water displacement. Awesome, 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 awesome. Thumbs up, thumbs up, thumbs up, thumbs up. Yeah, so we're, so we're all good there. So I'm going to say, because mm -hmm. look, we're now 
45 minutes into it and okay i'm almost done let me let me wrap it up quickly go. okay so what does width do width is your balance yep so let's think about this if you if you if someone's learning how to surf okay if a baby's learning how to walk the first thing it does learns how to balance yep and then it learns movement yeah so likewise when we learn to surf we get long boards that can't turn yep okay but we also get wide boards that don't roll they don't rock they're unresponsive yeah okay and we've got fat rails that are unresponsive yeah so that when you stand up on a, on a foamy you just learn how to go straight so in order to learn how to turn if you wanted to do a rail turn you actually have to displace all the water under the board to make a turn so if your board's too wide you will struggle on your your speed turns you'll struggle on the leans mm -hmm. and then your board will probably cavitate if you try twist yeah okay but if your board's too narrow it'll wobble and you'll probably just catch around and fall so there's a personal preference depending on the waves that you ride uh, if your board's too wide you're not going to be able to turn it too narrow you're probably going to catch rail yep okay so the last thing is the thickness of the rail okay so imagine this we had another experiment we had a tennis ball a soccer ball and a big beach ball yeah okay if you went to the pool and tried to sit underwater on the tennis ball you'd just sink okay if you sat on the the um the soccer ball you might be able to float with kind of like your, your shoulders just above water mm -hmm. and it sustains your weight yep. but if you try to climb on to that beat the big beach ball it'll almost just pop out yeah because there's too much buoyancy yep okay so the way your rails work if your rail is too thin and you're trying to sustain a lean through a bottom turn your rail will bite and catch and you'll just roll off the deck and you'll face plant okay okay if your rail is too thick you can try lean you'll try twist you'll try everything and that board's just going to keep going straight you're going to get no response out of that board so all of those high volume boards with lots of leaderage you're probably not going to be able to control and turn those boards okay what your rail has to do is it's got to sustain your weight for about one two three and then it's got to pop the board back out so transition transitions flat so that you can then turn and come back again all right so again if you got boards that are too long then you're going to struggle to turn if your boards are too wide you're going to struggle to turn and if your boards too thick you're going to struggle to turn so what happens then is that the wave has more control over the buoyancy than the surfer does so if you're going along the wave and suddenly it gets a bit steeper you're going to be whoa you're going to get flicks off the board but if, if you've got control of your board as it gets steeper you can just lean in and your rail will bury and you can hold it there if your board's too chunky you'll get probably flipped over the rail will pop out if your board's too wide the bottom rail will just drop out mm. so it's really important that you're riding the right tool in the water okay cool awesome so you good there yeah I'm good. okay excellent i was actually told to not interrupt you because you were on a roll <laughs> <laughs> so what what can, bit do you want to go into next can we get the ipad out one more time yes we can of course we can all right do whatever you need to do okay so let's let's bring the ipad find what you need and i'll bring the ipad the ipad up okay so it's been yeah there's there's 
So many things. Just just quickly while you're trying to find, see yep. if you can answer this. So how performance-based can a twin fin be? Depends what you want out of a twin fin. Do you want speed? Do you want drive? Do you want hold? What is the wave like? Is it hollow? Is it fat? That, 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 so what, what you I want to get say... it custom-made for how you surf and the waves that you're riding. So let me, let me rephrase that. Imagine if you could go and Toyota or whatever car company could custom make your car. Mm -hmm. So yeah, you want to go off-road, okay, we'll give you a little bit more clearance, but you want to go fast, okay, we make the, the, the base a little bit wider yeah. and we give you wider tires. Um, what else, you want power steering? Yes, okay, we'll throw that in. Uh, you want convertible? Yes, that's what you okay. get out of a custom-made board. Yeah. Okay, but a rack board, basically someone sat behind a computer and tried to, like, okay, for stock boards, I'll, I'll ride this board if I love it. I'll go, okay, and I think you could ride this in X, Y, and Z dimensions. And I'll just, okay, 85, I'll write those down. So what would someone, 95, okay, I'll just add another five liters. A little bit wider, a little bit thicker, a little bit longer. I am thumb sucking all of those based on what I ride and trying to upscale it for yeah. you. And that is stock, okay? It's not like you've gone to a, a shaper and shown him what you like riding what works for you, what doesn't work, watched a video of the guy surfing, seeing where he struggled, yeah. and made something specific to help him. Yeah, I mean, and I think with that question, how performance-based can a twin fin be? I mean, Kelly Slater wrote a twin fin at Pipeline, didn't he? Yeah, but he spent a month in Indonesia riding good waves on a twin fin. Right. Getting that right, and then he rode it at Pipeline. Okay. It's not like he went and surfed um, Huntington Beach on like a, a five, six groveler and took that out at Pipeline. Yeah, okay. You feel what you want? Uh, someone's, someone's asked here, what about step down rails, more volume with thinner rails? For, so for your, for your step down, more volume with thinner rails? Um, I'm, I'm not sure what you mean by right. a step down with more volume and thinner rails. like. Straight away, it doesn't make sense. Andrew, literally, uh, you, that, you, you must have typed it in as it was popping inside my head. Nice, great minds think alike, as they say. Is there, gonna be, is there gonna be much difference in performance between these two dimensions? Up, far out. Let me bring it up so someone can see. Same model, but different bottom dimensions. 6.2 by 19 and a half by 2.5, or 6.2 by 19 and 5 eighths by 2 and 5 eighths. So we, we're getting a little bit too Okay, so no, no, that, that quarter of an okay. inch or eighth of an inch makes a big difference to a pro surfer. Okay, but um, like, uh, are you going from the wider one down or the narrow one up? I need to know this information. Yeah. Because is the narrow one too wobbly and unstable or is the wider one not responsive enough? So why the transition? I yeah. need to understand the... Okay, and then, and then really quick, and this is, this, is, this is a really cool question. What does step up and step, step down and step up mean? Okay, so if you're stepping up, basically you're getting a longer board, more rail, more control to catch bigger waves. Mm. Um, if, if you're stepping down, I'm presuming you're getting a real groveler for yeah. small waves. Yeah. Okay, so you're looking for something with speed um, and stability for tiny waves. Yes. Cool. Awesome. All right, I'm ready. All righty, we are ready with the iPad. Let's bring the iPad up and let's go. Okay, so here we have McFanning. 
Uh, can I say it? Formerly known or known as White Lightning? I, I don't know if you can say so that. Or not. Mick Fanning's nickname is White Lightning. I said formerly because he's not on the tour anymore. But okay. I, but I'm still, he's just as fast. Okay. Yep. Hey, yeah. Okay. So, what he's known for is doing uh, really lightning fast surfing. Yep. Okay. But what I want to bring your attention to, if you drove a car and you wanted to turn to the right, your hands would do this. Watch my hands. Yep. Okay. There. Or if you drive a car, you want to turn to the left, the hands would go the other way around. Yep. So Mick Fanning's on his forehand and he wants to go right. He wants to go up the way. So he drops that hand and he leans. Now, when you lean and turn a bicycle, it's a long, slow turn. So when you've got speed, you turn long and slow. You don't turn fast. But when you're going up more vertical and you're losing speed, you turn quick. So my point being, Mick Fanning leans on the bottom turn and he twists on the top turn. But he employs two different techniques to make the board do two different turns. Okay, so check it out. Right, Mick Fanning, I've had it. Here we go. All right, look at Mick Fanning's hands. All right, they're like this. Okay, so yeah. if he's riding a bicycle, he kind of did this, or if he drove a car, he did this. Then the top hand, he twists and passes the coffee and looks back at the phone. So watch the twist. There's the twist. Okay? Then he goes nose to the beach. Okay? So he gets his acceleration from the wave, not his body. He just free wheels down that wave. Then he gets the back arm to lean and touch the water. So you'll notice he's not doing this. He's not going, pat the cat, twist, twist, twist. He's actually leaning. He's getting that right hand mm -hmm. forward. Okay? Then he holds the bottom turn. One, two, three, and drives up. Now on the up, he straightens his back the same way as someone on a trampoline would compress and extend. So that extension makes him go up. And then on this turn over here, he leans one, two, three. And then he twists. And his board's on rail. It's not flat. And he twists around. It looks so good. Okay. Had he have pushed on the tail, the nose would have lifted up probably. Okay, so because he's twisting and using rail, he's actually accelerating through these turns and going faster. So he's, he's doing figure eights the whole way around. Right, the problem with most surfers is they surf flat. They don't use the wave to its full potential. They don't use the boards to its full potential. Mm -hmm. And um, a lot of guys, what they do is they, they try to twist on the bottom turn and they try to lean on the top turn. So they've almost got that, that whole turning um, with speed or turning without speed confused. So they're using the wrong technique at the wrong times. And then the boards don't react properly and then they quit to blame the equipment. All right, okay. that's me, just, I'm done. Just, uh, just quickly, Jeremy, if you're watching, um, got someone posted a big comment in there. I don't know if you can just, um, Get rid of it. it looks like it's a, a spammy one it's really long so if you're watching jeremy can you just go in and see if you can deal with that one thank you yeah cool keep going cool um yeah that's it i mean there's there's so much i'd love to talk about surfboards but you cram it all in so i'd love to get more conversations around surfboards yeah um there are a couple of youtube and instagram clips that we saw that we'd love to discuss yep 
and to kind of show you more how to surf your boards properly. Really good surfers to have a look at. Uh, Tom Curran, Rob Machado, Ethan Ewing, Mick Fanning, all of those guys surf with absolutely flawless technique and those are the masters that you need to understand how their bodies work and by moving your bodies the same way. So you must want to copy and paste what they do and then try that on your board. And when you try it, I bet you, you start to feel things you never knew your surfboard could do. Yeah, okay, okay. cool. So just really quickly, so bef before we, we, we did this, so I made a bit of a list. So I went through yeah. the book, The Surfer's Mind, which is a really good book. I highly recommend you get a copy. It's quite hard to get hold of, but it, it is possible to get it. And within that, the, uh, there was a little breakdown on equipment and, and surfboard. And so I picked up these, these subheadings because it, it was, it was what, what was there. Now we've covered quite yeah. a bit of this already. A lot of people are worried about how long the surfboard needs to be. Now I know that beforehand I mentioned this to you and you said, well, like what kind of car should I drive? But if somebody is thinking about getting a new surfboard and they're thinking about length, what is maybe one thing that they need to take into consideration when it comes to length of the surfboard? Okay, so the longer the board, the easier it is to catch waves. Okay. So the reason being is that when a wave comes through, um, the, the wave actually starts to lift you above sea level as the swell comes around. So the longer the board, the earlier you feel the lift. Mm -hmm. So the tell of the wave coming is earlier. The shorter the board, that, that hits you later. Okay. So if you're struggling on pop-ups and so on, the longer board's gonna allow you to catch waves way easier. Okay. Next thing was, was width, and we kind of covered, covered that. Yep. Wider, stability. So stability, narrower thing. Thickness, we kind of covered that so already as well. Thickness through the center is paddle power. Okay. Okay. Um, thickness on the rail, it depends how you surf and what you need. That's almost like Goldilocks um, yep. and three bears. Like you either have the material really hot, whatever, medium or cold. Yep. So you either have a fat rail if you push really hard or a skinny rail if you don't push hard at all or a medium rail if you're just an average dude. Yeah, and this is one that comes up time and time and time again. Like, I think it's a conversation that all surfers have out in the water and that's the whole volume thing. What volume are you riding? What volume are you riding? I normally ride this. Okay, so pretty much a lot of people who work in surf shops don't know much about surfboards. They just regurgitate stuff that yep. they hear, okay? Now the easiest sell is just to go, what volume floats you? And you go, yeah, 30, 30 liters is my ideal volume, and it floats me well. You could literally get a block of just PU foam that's 30 liters and walk out of the block and go, this is my perfect volume. This block's gonna go amazing. <laughs> and that's what people do. They just go, yeah, it's 30 liters. That drives me nuts. Yeah. Like, you could have 30 liters with a thin rail that will just catch rail and suck. Or you could have 30 liters with a fat rail that will just not be able to turn yeah or 30 liters that's too wide or too thin or yeah. too much rocker so there's so much more that goes into than yeah. just what's your ideal paddle volume uh, that's I, all that is but look i think that the reason why so many people get fixated on volume is because look at all the different sites you can go on and you can go to the volume calculator which asks you how many times a week you surf what's your height so what's before your weight? computer shapes when we were hand shaping there was never volume there's more what thickness do you ride that helps you paddle Okay. okay. What width do you ride that's stable for you but can turn enough? And then how long do you want to go to make your board either loose or drivier? Yeah. Okay. Then suddenly with computer shapes, we could calculate volume. And then I was like, oh, that, that 25 or 26 litre board felt comfortable. 
So I want to get my next one the same. Yeah. Right. And then people started to like catch on to, okay, that was a magic number in terms of how much literage I needed. Yeah. Um, and then it's just gone into a lazy man selling tool in the store. Okay, cool. Don't uh, be conned by the volume. So, uh, and I think a couple of real world examples there are one, and we've gone over this so many times in all the lives that we've done, but the amount of body surfing that I did, I was getting all these waves and it just goes to prove that there was no volume needed because there was no board involved. It was just, just me. It's timing and knowledge about waves yep. that helps you catch waves. And the other real life example is is the wonderful Anthea, who, who is part of the Ombi Insiders. You made her come down quite a bit of literature on, a, on, a, on one of you, So you, Anthea was writing like 60 litre volume or something. It, it was like, <laughs> I actually called her surfboard um, like a fat Mexican sitting on the couch. Like not to be nasty, mm. but I, I called it Nacho. So um, not your ideal board. <laughs> so... That's a terrible joke. I then actually made Anthea go body surf and showed her how she could catch waves without any volume. Mm. And then I made her go out of my board, which is 26 liters. Yep. So that's like almost a third the, the amount of volume. And I made her paddle less. I was like, wait for the waves to lift you. Two strokes, glide, stand. And yep. she was catching waves on my board. So, 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 so I think a good way of saying this is rather than worry about the volume, Increase your knowledge, like increase yes. your knowledge of positioning and hundred percent. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Uh, too much volume makes you lazy, and it, it dulls all the feeling that the wave gives mm. you, and the feedback from the board, and the feedback from your body. Yeah. Awesome. Rail type and thickness. We've kind of covered that. Tail type. We've done. One thing that we haven't covered really. Uh, don't know if you want to touch on it real quick. Is the bottom shape. Okay. So, um, ideally. There's two types of surfboards. Yep. Okay. There's one that's designed to create speed and one that's designed to control speed. So if you go to the beach on a really small day, you want to be able to keep going and yep. keep some speed, otherwise you're going to sink and fall off. Yeah. Okay. So that would be a board with a low rocker so that it can plane really well. Um, it'll be slightly wider to give you more balance so that you don't wobble and fall off. Slightly fuller rails so that you don't catch rail and um, slightly shorter so that you can turn and fit into that wave. Mm. Okay, So those are really good small wave boards. Now people love to take that small wave board which is, which is easy to generate speed and because they love them so much in small waves, they try to ride them in their like all round boards and their step ups. Yep. They don't work well. Um, you start going too fast, you struggle to turn, they start cavitating, sliding out and then they try to put bigger fins on you have to be a really skilled master of your own body to manipulate that board to handle bigger waves. Okay. Likewise, if you try to take a big wave gun and ride in tiny waves, it's not going to work. So you should really stop trying to switch it up the other way as well. Now, when you ride big waves, you're looking for control. You're not looking for speed. Okay. So there you want the more pulled in tails, more volume under the chest to, to compensate against... Um, paddling in sweeps and currents and yep. all that kind of stuff. And then your, your, your all-rounder is something that you'd ride on a day where it's probably head hard, the waves are fun, it's not too much effort, and it's, it just, it's a comfortable board that it does everything well. It's got some speed, it's got some drive, um, it makes you motivated to want to surf more. Excellent. And then the last thing which I think we'll cover and then we'll go into some of the questions that you asked. I've got them printed out here. Yeah. 
we are going to be on for a while yet. Fins. Fins. So. Yeah. So back in the day, before fin systems came out, right? And bear in mind, we had done this for a couple of like decades. There were three types of fins. There were well, actually, there was only one size one size fin, and it was a I think it was a it was a large, okay. Right. So you got supplied with a large fin, and what happened was. Give me a fin. Uh, there's a fin box on the floor. Why don't you grab the fin box? Okay. The if, if you hear a crash, it's me falling over everything. Yeah, get the guy with a broken neck to try and do yoga. Any fin, I'll show you the fine one. Great. Okay, so that's a large, it's a twin fin. You can see it over there. All right, so imagine that back in the day, before any fin systems were around, you used to glass these onto your board. Do you want to get in or zoom into this a little bit? Oh, yeah. Bring in the mobile camera. Yeah, bring in the mobile camera. camera so, and this is, this is three quarter inch tape. So let's go, okay, and how much do you weigh? Let's say you were a really small kid and you weighed 50 kilograms and you wanted a small fin. Fair enough, you get out of tape. You tape up over there and we cut that fin down and there's your small fin. Or if you wanted a medium fin, right? We'd tape about half of that and there's your medium size fin and there's your large size fin. Okay. Yeah. But we live in a world of options now. When I yeah. used to make a phone call, I used to pull out my Nokia 3510. But now you can get different colours and they'll just la label them Julian Wilson fin and Mick Fanning fin and this fin and that fin. Okay. So basically... Can we, can we, can we back to normal camera? Or yes, back to normal camera. No, it's fine. Um, my point being, if you're a light skinny guy you should, like, or a kid, you should be riding a small, extra small. If you're 70 kgs to 80 kgs, you should be on a medium fin. And if you're a big, heavy guy, you should be on a large or an extra large fin. Okay. Okay. The colors kind of depend on you. <laughs> Somebody actually asked a question. Uh, we'll, we'll get to the question in a minute. I'll, I'll even include the funny ones. Uh, so, so very quickly, uh, thruster versus, let's, let's ignore single fin, because single fin is just yep. single fin. Thruster to, to quad. The boards that you made me are all quads. I've had a couple of people ask, ask me, why haven't you got it set up so you can go thruster? The reason that I give them, and tell me, correct me if I'm wrong, but by you making me ride quads, it forces me to turn in a smoother arc. Is that right, or am I wrong? No. Um, oh, I'm wrong, they're great. It, it does make you turn smoother, but I want you surfing off rail. So when you surf a thruster, you can stand flat and you can try to twist, and the board won't slide out, but if you, flat on a quad and you try twist, your board will slide out. Okay. So I've made you those quads to teach you how to surf on rail more. Okay. And then when you do that, the board's just absolutely rocket. And that's that's the drug that makes you want to do it more and more. Okay. So thrusters have a tendency to make you surf a little bit flatter and they make you lazy. Okay. So I'll, I'll like the thrusters when it's onshore and you've got a very short space and you have to get down, turn and bang it before it closes out. There the thrusters are fantastic. Okay. Um, I think if people were learning how to surf, when you learn how to surf, you're riding small waves, you're going really slowly, and you're riding big volume boards. So you just learn how to twist. But as you start getting bigger and better waves, you almost got to start getting rid of the twist on the bottom turn and start learning how to lean. So you should almost go from learning how to surf and going onto a twin fin. 
That'll teach you how to lean. Okay. Okay. Then once you've got your lean right, then you should go back to riding a thruster, and then you can manipulate that thruster and do your leans and twists and whatever other surfing that you want to do. Okay. So I love twin fins as a uh, a learning vehicle to teach you how to put on rail. Okay. Yeah, it's really good. Awesome. So I think that's covered fin type size. Uh, yeah, let's smash some questions. Right. Up. Let's do some questions now. What I'm going to do is I'm going to go through all the questions that uh, that came in. Uh, sort Early. of. Yeah, before lunchtime, my time today. We'll we'll go with the with the insiders questions first, and then we'll go into the surfax questions. And if we have some time left, I will then jump into some questions that we then put in later on. Uh, and then and then if there are some more questions within here, then I, I will uh, that, that come in while we're live now. Then I will answer them. So Ombi concepts. So this was from. From Arthur Steinhauser, Ombi concepts like walk up, coffee cup, apply to surfing in general, from surfing a log to shortboards. However, is there anything in particular that mid-length surfers should consider? I don't mean surfing backbook heavy, but is it true one should surf a mid-length board with the feet more positioned towards the tail in order to be able to put it on rail as opposed to a classic shortboard foot position? Okay, so if you stand on the tail, so do me a favor, lift this off. So if I do this, how's that gonna make me put the board on rail more? It's not. Okay, so what you could do, you could step more forward, okay, get off the tail, um, compress a little bit lower, and start leaning for a little bit longer. Okay, because the faster you go, the longer the turns take. So you've got to allow that mid-length to, to um, complete its turning circle. Don't rush the mid-length. Right. Okay. Um, it's, it's like if you drive a, a bus or a mini bus, whatever, it's going to have a slightly longer turning circle. Don't expect the mid-length to turn like a shortboard. Allow for the turning circle. Somebody posted in the Surfax group, Rob Machado surfing a mid-length. Yeah. That YouTube Brilliant. clip. How, God, that, that was amazing. Yeah. So you'll notice on his bottom turns, he's compressing. Mm. And when you compress, you get a lower sense of gravity. Um, and if you're leaning, that's going to then activate the rail. Yeah. yeah. That was actually one video which I thought we should try and download and put in yeah. Coach's Eye and, and, and do a separate video just on that. Cool. So that's answered that question. Yes. Uh, Steve Th uh, Thunison, I'm hoping I pronounced it right. Tail thickness. So there's four, que yeah, four questions here. First one, tail thickness. Does a thicker tail equals more pop but less water displacement? In other words, less spray. What are the pros and cons in tail thickness? Okay, so generally, if, if you're gonna go surf pipeline or something like that, you're not gonna have a thick tail. Right. Because the water, is so much water moving up the face that the, the foam, the water will catch the foam and just flip it. Right. So you want a, a narrow and thin tail so you can bury it into that wave and mm -hmm. hold it there without getting flipped. Yeah. Okay. But then if you're gonna go surf um, really flat, small waves, that thin tail will sink and you'll catch rail. So the higher volume board will keep you up and out of the water. Okay. Okay. So in terms of pop, yes, the thicker tail will pop the tail out of the water, but you don't want that on a gun. Right. So it's, it's relative to the type of wave that you're riding and what performance you want out of the board. Okay. So, um, so thicker tail, smaller, mushier waves, thinner tail? Yeah, good thin waves. waves. Okay, yeah. cool. Second question. When converting an identical board from PU 
to EPS, how many litres should be reduced to account for buoyancy? So we'll go back to the volume question again. So, yeah, everyone says, oh, the PU floats small and you, you've got to account for that and so on. And then there's also the thing of, okay, if you're going to go surf fresh water, you've got to account for the salt and you've got to get a, a slightly more buoyant board. I, I, I heard this with the wave pools. Just ride the same thing. So, I, I mean, I've made myself countless boards from PU to epoxy. I ride the same volume in both. Right. Yeah. Okay. Although I don't use PU anymore. Okay. When a shaper says ridden same height as surfer, do they literally, do, do they mean literally or as per the actual measurement? In brackets, rocker. Uh, okay. So if they want you to ride the board the same height as you, uh, da, 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 da. They, they don't mean the same height because your surfboard has rocker has curve in it and the surfboard is actually measured along the curve of the board it's not measured in a straight line all right whereas when you stand mm -hmm. up you measure in a straight line right oh, okay. okay so your board is actually a little bit longer than you right if it was rolled out into a flat it would be longer I don't know if that makes any sense. Yeah, so, 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 so when a shepherd says ridden the same height as a surfer, so do you think that they mean then that curved length or the, or like, so if you stand it up and it was next to you and you put a ruler across from your head? Okay, so let, let's, let's, I think we're going off the track here. So what the shaper is saying, don't get this board too short because it might be too loose. Okay. Don't get it too long because it might be too stiff. The ideal length in which you're going to optimize the board's speed and turning is getting at the same height as the surfer in that particular model. Okay, cool. Now we kind of just answered this, but we'll go for it anyway. Quad setup, besides speed and hold, how specifically does it help deep barrel riding? Riding over the foam ball, not having a trailing fin, is that an advantage? Yeah, so the, the trailing fin just causes drag in the water. Mm -hmm. Whereas the, um, the side fin, so think about it, when, when you're on rail, you've actually got more fin in the water. And if you've got two fins, you're gonna get twice as much um, drive out of the water. Okay, so it's, it's kind of like, imagine if you're sailing and you put one sail up and then you put two sails up, the wind's gonna catch more area. So when you're going through the barrel, um, you're gonna displace way more water to, with a quad fin and you're gonna get way more drive. And especially that there's less resistance because there's no more back fin, mm -hmm. you're going to go way quicker, way faster. Okay, cool. Awesome. Thanks, Steve. Uh, Chris, Chris Goodall, if there were two boards in everyone's quiver that would predominantly cover all conditions, one as a daily driver and one as a groveler, what would both these boards look like for you as in shape, rocker, tail shape, fin setup, etc.? And which would you surf and when? So. Yeah, so if you just had to have two boards, what would they roughly? Okay, so the guy who lives in Hawaii is going to get a way different board yeah. to the guy who lives in Jeffy's Bay. I'm pretty sure that Chris is over in the UK. And again, a way different board to the guy who lives in the UK. Okay. So it's, it's relative to, to where you live and the type of wa uh, wave that you're riding. Um, but pretty much a small wave board is designed for speed. If you're living in the UK, you, you're in a wetsuit, you're cold water. So 
you probably want something more slightly more buoyant slightly more wider but your waves aren't very powerful so you want a low rocker because you're going slow because the waves are not fast you want slightly more thicker rails yep. whereas if the guy was in Hawaii I'd go go a little bit narrower because you've got some push behind you so reef break mm -hmm. um, keep the thickness in the center not so much on the rails and have a little bit more rocker than yeah. the UK counterpart. Cool. Chris is actually online and he said that you've already answered this. So in amongst all of your explanations this evening, Good. you've already answered that. Thanks, awesome. Chris. Chris, Chris, thanks, uh, thanks for joining in. Right, Clint, Clint Runyon. There, have, there has been a trend for some time now of moving the apex of the rocker. For example, lowering the, ro the nose rocker and increasing tail with curve between stance. Cool. What have you found? I'm going to for this question while you grab something. What have you found over the years to work, generally speaking, without getting too wave specific, when it comes to how modern surfboards for the average surfer have, have or can improve since the 90s? Elf shoes, extreme rockers, based on a decent shortboard, not the ultra flat rocker grovelers. And I think. So, so we're running elf shoes, by the way, you and me. With elf shoes, yeah. with little bells on the end. So, so does this relate to the story that you were telling me while I was trying to set up? And although it looked like I wasn't listening, I was kind of listening. Kelly Slater of the 90s. Yeah, Kelly Slater yes. of the 90s. Does that relate to that? The elf okay. shoes, yes. Tell that story. Oh. Okay. Um, so basically, Kelly was so many years above or, or forward thinking and surfing. So he understood that that rocker, when on rail, accelerated and helped him turn. Okay, and also the narrower the board, the easier it was for him to get the board on rail mm. to help it to accelerate and turn. But going from point A to point B, the boards absolutely sucked. Okay. Yeah. So you had to be turning. Um, now, the more you turn your board, the easier you can access the waves' energy and the waves' power. Mm -hmm. Okay. So the boards that I'm riding nowadays um, are, are very, very similar to what Kelly was riding back then. Yep. I'm riding 5, 8, eight 17 and 3 quarters by 2 and 3 eighths. And it's got more nose rocker and tail rocker than any other boards I've ever ridden. So I'm kind of enjoying that. And I've actually made you boards like that. Yeah. And then you started to enjoy it now too. Yeah, but, my boards are actually just over there in the rack. But you had to change the way that you thought about surfing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Like, yeah. So, the one question there was about the wide point. Yeah. Okay, so. Yeah, the apex, yeah. So have a look here. And we've got, we've got two boards. All right. Am I in the way? We have that. got a five foot six and a five foot 10. Okay. So surely this little five foot six turns better than the five ten. Okay, because it's a shorter board. So it'll have a tighter turning circle. I'm going to say, with what you've taught me this evening, <laughs> you might be about to go, no. Well, I'm just going to show you how you can manipulate wide points. Yeah. Okay, so let's go. Okay, this 5.6 has a fantastic turning circle. I really enjoy it. Mm. But now on a 5.10, the wide points are different. Can you see on the camera? Here we go. Yeah, uh, that, that's actually a nice camera angle. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah, that's what we're seeing. Okay, so maybe if I take this off, you'll see better. Okay, so the wide points in these are different. Okay, so in theory, if I took tape, let's say on the, the midpoint and the wide point would be there, and on the shorter board, the midpoint and the wide point would be there. Okay, so 
If I wanted the this 510 to turn like this, little 56, all I gotta do is move the Y point further back. Okay. Okay. Then the water would come down the rail and it would turn and it would feel similar to the 56. Or if I wanted this 56 to hold in like the 510 does, I need to lengthen the wide point. Right. Okay, and the 5.6 would get more hold and would feel very similar to the, um, the 5.10. Right. So by manipulating your wide point, you can make your ball, the rail feel longer or feel shorter. But to feel that, you have to be on rail. So you have to be leaning on your turn or you have to be twisting your turn. If you're feeling, if you're surfing flat, it makes no difference to you. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Should we bring the table back up again? Yeah, here's the table. So Louise has asked how to duck dive a wider nose shortboard. We've kind of answered that in previous lives. Yep. And we'll maybe we'll come back to that in in, in, if, in if we get a good in, day, in let's take a GoPro out and take different craft and just video form it. We can have some fun with that. Okay. We'll, we'll turn it maybe into a YouTube series or something. Yep, cool. Yep. All right, so we'll, we'll answer that uh, another cool. day. Uh, Joshua, could Clayton introduce us shapes shapes and okay, someone's asking for you to introduce your your shapes. And major differences in your models. Uh, we weren't going to cover that tonight because we weren't going to do. Yeah, I, I didn't want this to be like a sales pitch. Uh, I more yeah. want this to be like education. If you're interested, uh, maybe just DM me or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If, you, if you've got a question specific about Clayton's boards that he makes, then yeah, just, just get in contact direct and, and Clayton will answer, answer your questions there. Uh, Damien, rail shapes and performance result, we've covered that. Tech. Best boards for particular conditions. We've kind of covered that, really, haven't yeah, we? Yeah, it's a tick. Would be great if video examples were included. Yeah, look, we, we purposely haven't done videos tonight. There's so much technology going on here for us to go backwards and forwards between different things. Yeah, it's we're, we'll leave the videos for all of the other lives and it will, it will just kind of make sense in the other lives. I just had an idea for the next episode or the next YouTube thing. What about the cover stress? Stress? Do you what, know why? What, 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 why did you think of that when you were looking because at me? I, I actually did some coaching with some guys in the wave pool, Melbourne wave pool, this morning. Hey, hang on. How did you coach somebody in the Melbourne wave pool when you are here so on the We did a Zoom call. Okay. And, and they had the video film. So um, I was watching the wave, and so, then when they paddled back, I gave the person filming advice to coach. Hang on a minute, Mister. I, I right, hang on. Right, every week, every week, I'm in charge of the technology. I'm in charge of setting everything up. You're telling me that you managed to coach somebody in Melbourne remotely using technology yeah. without yeah. my help setting the cameras up or anything. Well, they sent me the email with a little link. I just had to accept. It's pretty easy. Okay. Yeah, but anyway, um, almost everyone was cooking it like paddling going over the falls yeah. stressed wiping out riding over people riding into the walls dinging each other <laughs> and I, it was carnage and i was like these guys are so stressed like it doesn't look like anybody's having fun yeah so um i'd like to bring up some of those waves although it's zoom it's like a bit pixelated but you can yeah. still see what's going on so i filmed the session and i'd love to talk about stress maybe yeah absolutely and and in saying that look we are going to get back to these questions in a second Okay. So, so stress, yes, there's been quite a few comments and stuff coming in uh, about the whole mind surface side of things, which yeah. obviously part of the program, which a lot of people don't pay attention to is the way that they approach things from that, that mental point of, uh, of view and the psychology behind it. And within Surf Hacks, there was a really good article 
that was posted in there today. I read it, really good article about meditation, but just starting to become aware of that mind stuff. So I think, yeah, stress would be a really cool thing to do next time. I'm still impressed that you managed to coach somebody down in Melbourne when you couldn't even help me set up the cameras this evening, but never mind. Uh, okay. So Kaylee Johnson, how much does board rocker affect one's ability to, we kind of asked this, answered this already, haven't yeah. we? Uh, let's just answer this bit here. Would, for, so, because this, this could be a good question here. Would an, would an intermediate surfer notice a difference between a 510 standard high performance shortboard with more rocker and a 59 fish that's yes. more flat? Would they notice it? Definitely. So they would prefer the 59 fish. Do you know why? Faster? Because they stand up and it just goes really, really fast. And they're like, whoa, I'm killing it. I'm going really, really fast. But as soon as they need to do a turn, they will find that they have very little control. So it takes another level of skill to actually turn that board in the critical part of the wave and to harness the wave's energy. Um, I think those short boards make people surf flat and fast mm -hmm. and they miss the best part of the wave. Yeah, uh, I, I I used to surf a short and very flat board and you told me to put the damn thing away. Yeah. And then you gave me some of your wonderful boards. It made a big difference. Uh, cool, at which point is a step up board necessary? When yeah. you're scared. <laughs> yeah, when you're scared, it's gonna give you more confidence. Or if there's so much water moving around that you're getting either like swept back by a current or you can't get out, right. get some more foam under you and then It'll help you with um, getting out of trouble and getting to the wave that you want to catch. Okay, the, this one is, is going to be, it's, it's, there's, there's so many variables. But from John, John Hagen, what surfboard types and approximate, an, an approximate lengths might work well for an all round board or the cliched one board quiver for knee high surf to just overhead? I mean, we kind of answered that with the. With the yeah, so let me rephrase that. What car types and approximate lengths might work well for an all-round car, um, if you can just get one car for all types of road, off-road, on-road, fast speed? Mm. So it's, it's, that's a tricky one. Yeah, it is tricky. And there's, I suppose, if, so if, let's just take the Gold Coast, for example, the yeah. beaches. If I, if that's all I was to ever surf for the rest of my life, and it was always going to be two to three foot, yeah. is could, could I sort of go? Do you know what this one would probably work all the time? But it, but it would depend upon that that wave, that place. No, but it's, it's, I still wouldn't better have one that would okay, work. Okay, let's look at when you broke your neck and your back. Yeah. All right. It was the same size. Yeah. But it was super hollow. Yeah. And you rode your small wave board. Yeah. So that board had a flat rocker. Yep. Really wide, and it probably flipped. Yeah. So had you ever written your, your probably a, a better way board? So what we're saying is, had we done this episode four weeks ago, I might, I might not have broken my neck. Pretty much. Okay, so you, yeah, try okay. To, you try to fit probably the wrong equipment, a, a small wave groveler into a really hollow wave. Yeah. All right, those two didn't add up. Okay. And so, well look, there's, that, I think that pretty much shows the formula of you need different boards for different conditions. There is no one board quiver. Uh, and if you do think you can ride everything with one board, you could end up really hurting yourself. So I've never seen a pro golfer use one club for all 18 holes. There you go. I think that pretty much just says it all. Yeah. Okay, this really important question, this one. This was from Matt Artis. How much speed does a flame spray job give a board? 
I told him again, it depends on whether it's red, like what color it is. Red's generally the fastest. Yep. Followed by orange, yellow, green, blue being the last. No, purple the last. Purple last. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. So no purple flames. Uh, Jack Struig, board types and wave type recommended fin combinations. We've covered all that already. Okay, Freddie has got a few questions. And I, I think this is quite cool here because we've kind of covered it, but I want to dive in a bit deeper. Are those really popular boards that so many people have that do everything, like the hip Hypto Crypto, just successful marketing hype, or have they actually found the Swiss Army knife sweet spot? I don't believe the hype. Uh, you've kind of answered it, but I, I, I am intrigued because some boards are really heavily marketed and, yeah. and, and they get that rating. Uh, I, I think it was like the Lost Puddle Jumper or something. Yeah. HP was given yeah. board of the year. and So they, they don't get to... I mean, how many shapers are there just on the Gold Coast alone? There, there's hundreds. Oh, yeah. Okay, so, so how come there's only like 10 of those boards up there? And it's always the same guys. So it's pretty much the guys who are flowing free boards to everyone on the WCT mm -hmm. that um, get rated. Um, or if you're in with the top crew, then your boards get rated. Um, so a lot of it is hype, and a lot of the top guys are getting paid to do that and getting paid to say those type of things. There's a lot of underrated shapers, guys that you don't know. Um, like if you went to Jeffrey's Bay, for example, there are guys that will make incredible J-Bay boards. Yeah. And I'm sure if you go to Hawaii, there's underrated shapers that are making incredible pipeline boards, sunset boards. So there's, there's experts in their trade. And there's, there's, there's also, what's kind of sad is that a lot of the really good shapers who have got bad marketing or no marketing team behind them have actually had to become um, ghost shapers for some of the bigger brands, which is kind of sad. So if you've got good publicity and marketing, you're selling more boards and those guys end up coming to work for you. So um, yeah, it's don't believe the hype. Go on feel. Don't buy it, rather test ride your friends mm. first. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, okay, I'm, sorry, I'm trying to do two things at once here. Let's go cool. back here. I, was, I don't know if you saw that. I was actually trying to swipe my piece of paper. <laughs> <laughs> I did see that. But, right, trying to ignore each surface ability. Okay, how would you alter the shape of a board for someone who is short and squat versus tall and lanky? Thinking of Owen Wright versus Wade Carmichael in body shape. Ignoring style of surfer if you can. So someone who's short and squat versus tall and lanky, is a, would you do a difference? Yeah, so your board almost... Similar, uh, like it's similar to your body shape. So if you're tall and lanky, you're going to have a, a, a long, narrow board. And if you're short and squat, you're going to have a, a short and wide board. Right. Yeah. That's okay. Cool. Um, oh, and, then, and then, this is an interesting one. An old surfer who was once on the QS for a couple of years once told me a PU board without a resin tint, e.g. a white surfboard, yeah. is always going to be a stronger surfboard. Any truth in this? 100% true. Yeah, as soon as you start putting additives in, it breaks down the resin, makes it a bit weaker. Plus, a whiteboard doesn't get as hot. Um, any color just heats up way quicker and fades and definitely makes the board weaker. I'm genuinely surprised by that. I didn't think it would make any difference. Carlos Fake Carlos. Hello to all. When you take a surfboard, uh, yeah, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> Let me do this one. Hang on. Uh, let, you let me keep reading. Okay. I'll read it in my best storyteller voice. We need some almost some backing music. Oh yeah, this Hello one feels good. All. This one feels really good. When you take a surfboard in your hands and you 
take a look at the rails, front and rear rockers, thickness, bottom, one concave or two versus the tail, etc., etc., and length. How do you determine the way that this particularly surfboard should be ridden for it to work? Thanks. So basically, how can you pick it up and tell? Whether it's good or not. Yeah. So, first of all, think about the wave that you want to surf. Okay, and in your head, you kind of figure out what you want out of the board, whether it's speed, whether it's turning, whether it's a slow moving wave or a fast moving wave. And then you need to go and almost, like, think if you want to go off road, you're going to be looking at four by fours. Don't go look at Ferraris. So likewise, you have to know the wave that you're going to ride and then have the board that has those matching attributes. Like don't just pick it up and go, oh, this one feels good. Mm -hmm. that, that's not the answer. Um, because so many people do that, they pick it up and go, oh, wow, that feels nice. Ooh. Yeah, it's just as light. It's, it's supposed to feel nice. All right. Okay. You answered that one? Finished answering yeah. that one there? Because I, I, yeah. I was trying to look. So I've, I'm, I'm in to Surf Hacks group. I'm now going to answer the other question. So we've got Derek uh, Lounders, hopefully that's how you pronounce it. How much innovation is left in shaping for high performance surfing? Are we likely to see the same shapes continue indefinitely? So Derek, what if I were to say that already the surfboard shapes are so far advanced, but surfers are still kooks? Right. Okay, because look at what snowboarders are doing, wakeboarders, they are doing some amazing stuff. But you get someone standing on a surfboard, their hands are all over the place, they can't even stand up straight. And, and it's almost like we're not spending enough time in the water. But I think with wave pools coming out, what's going yeah. to happen is you're going to find that because we've got the same wave again and again, and we're getting familiarity, our bodies are going to start moving so much better. Mm. Um, I think the big change is going to come from within our techniques. Right. Like our technique is going to like rise to almost match the level as to where the surfboards are at. Perfect time. It will, once everyone starts enrolling themselves in the accelerated surf program, yeah. Which the link is now on the screen, so you can enroll and register inside the course, and you can start learning how to surf straight away from the comfort of your own home on a bow suit ball and a piece of cardboard. We've actually got some news. Jeremy separated the courses. Oh, has he? Yeah. Oh, what you do? Oh no, I wasn't told about this. I wasn't prepared for this. Sorry. So, so I should have had some some link. I'm going to assume, Jeremy, that if somebody goes to onbe.co forward slash products. So the entire accelerated surf program has been broken down into modules. Is that what you're saying? So where previously we tried to sell it as one because yep. we want everyone to have the education behind it. Um, what we've done is because a lot of people have been joining Surf Hacks, mm. we're giving them the education and informing them on Surf Hacks. Yeah. So now they can buy whichever course they feel that they need. So it's not too overpriced. Yeah. So if you want to do the Mind Surfer, if you've got any like um, anxiety issues or anything like that, you could get that particular one. Okay, if you want cool. hand-eye coordination, you could get the cardboard surfer or... Yeah. Yeah, yeah so... Cool. My excitement level just went, just went through the roof then. And, and, and also, I know that a lot of the people that have that are, that are within the group as well, um, they've all done a lot of the surf athlete stuff, which has got cardboard surfer in it. Yeah. And so then they're sort of like, well, can I get the program without cardboard surfer in it? Because I've already got cardboard surfer. And so, yeah, so that's, that's fantastic news. I, I knew that it was, that we spoke to Jeremy about it on Friday. Yeah. Jeremy was working hard over the weekend. He's been powering, yeah. Behind the scenes, he's just going 
Dang nuts. That was awesome. So big, big thumbs up to Jeremy. So check out the link, www.onbe.co forward slash, and I'm pretty sure it's products. If I'm wrong, Jeremy will... Ah, okay, it's not. It's, it, it's now in the link there. Let me bring it up onto the screen. Da -da -da -da. It is this one. It is programs. And there is the handsome Jeremy there in that thumbnail. So it's onbe.co forward slash programs. So you can now go in there. Oh look, it's, there's so many links inside the, inside the, uh, the, the, the newsfeed there now. Now, so just moving on, I'll, I'll leave that up on the screen so that you can see it and you can head over there and enroll yourself in, in, in one of the programs just to wet your whistle if you want to. Okay, continuing on with, with Derek. Yeah. Thoughts on asymmetric boards. Have you tried one? Um, I haven't. They're a bit weird. Do, do you think it's a gimmick? No, it's not. Okay. It's, it's fantastic. Because think about it. We, we have a, a toe edge and a heel edge. On the toe edge, we can easily bend that way. On the heel edge, we can't. Okay, so we don't surf the front side the same as we surf the back side. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, and likewise... I, th I think there's a lot for to be said for them and um, I applaud the guys who've come up with them and it's ingenious and I think it's a new way to have a lot more fun. So I, I really like them. It's just... I, I think we should get one and you should surf one and we should film it. Um, I've been... Or even you make one. and then I've been on a whole different trip, I suppose. I've been trying to do like the, the new boards that I've been working on. Um, okay. So, yeah. Uh, uh, Maybe for the future? I almost want to get a mid-length. Okay. I want to like, get a 610 and play with those. And yeah, I want to get a thinless and I want to get a asymmetric. Cool. So, All right. So future, future, stay, stay tuned. That'll be in the future. Now, interestingly, Derek was asking about how much innovation. The comment directly underneath his in Surpax is, how, be how beneficial is the use of helium tech material to shape boards? So there we go. There's, there's more innovation there. Helium tech material. Um, it's being used in the new Firewire surfboards. So, I've gone to Macaroni's and done coaching over there. And for six weeks, we had new people arrived. And they go on buying sprees. Yeah. They got Hayden Shapes, Almerics, Channel Islands, uh, Firewires, Helium this, Helium that, Spinetech this, Spinetech that. And they still surf terrible. Okay, so... My, my point being is that you need to be master of your body. You need to know what's going on. I would spend more time in education and training than trying to get this magic carpet ride to make you surf better. And I'd, I'd almost say that at the end of the training, use that new board as like a carrot. So um, if you get your lean on the bottom turn and your board, your old board's going really okay and reward yourself with a better one. So like... Everyone's trying to get the, an edge on their competitors. So everyone's pushing the, the limits. But I still feel that it's up to the consumer to learn how to move their bodies well. You'll find that all good surfers with good style have very similar technique. And the reason why is because it's, it's functional technique. It's right. not style, it's, it's functionality. Yeah, okay. Right, now Gabe's or Gab Gabrielle, so if, if, if you are looking in the Surfax comments, then it's, this is Gabrielle's comment. So it's quite a long one. I will, I will try and read it in my, in my, my best reading voice. So, 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 so Gabrielle is actually part of the team here. 
He's a smooth operator. He he is smooth style. Yeah, so cool to watch watch uh, watch Gabe surfing. He's he's been in a few few of the the little fun videos that, that we were making on the Fridays. Obviously, they've stopped for the minute because I can't film. But Gabe's put when, so Gabe says, when I started surfing, I always had just one surfboard and it had to be good for every condition. I was always looking for the magic one. After moving to Australia, I found out how important it is to have the right tool for the right job. And I have different boards to surf depending upon the condition of the wave. So he's got a bunch of magic boards and he says he might have too many. <laughs> Can you talk about having one surfboard can you talk about having one surfboard and make your body move differently to match with the conditions of the wave versus have a few different shapes and boards according to the wave conditions? Yep, uh, let's go there before, you, before, before I get lost. Yep. Okay, so one of my favorite surfers is Tom Curran because he's got an amazing style. Yep. Um, so if anyone's watched Tom Curran over the last few years, he's been writing skimboards and he's, what he's been doing is been getting foam and actually gluing foam and sticking it onto the skimboard to get a bit of buoyancy. And he's been paddling it on these horrible, ugly looking pieces of foam and skimboard oh. and still ripping on them. So what's happened is for some of those really good surfers, they get the style, they get the technique from early on and almost surfing becomes too easy for them. So then they need to get a bit more of a, more of a challenge. So it's those guys who like riding the single fins and the twenties and all the weird craft, and they have to manipulate their bodies to make the surfboard work. And um, I just think it's those selected few people who are technically gifted in surfing that everything that they touch, they just make it look easy. Um, and I would love to try surf like Tom Curran. I think uh, there was a comment, that I was just trying to find it then, there was a comment earlier on that apparently there's a new movie coming out this week. I'm pretty sure that it was, they said it was a Tom Curran movie. Yeah. Oh, coming out this week or love something. Love to get it. Matt, the guy's in his 50s. Um, he got an invite to the JB contest, I think it was a year or two ago, and scored a 10 in his heat. Full stand-up barrel, 10. And JB is a type of wave that could either make or break you. So if you've got a terrible style, it shows your flaws. But if you've got a good style, it... Oh, he was just so in sync with Jay Bay, he made it. And I think he just got a board out of, he went to the shop and took a board off the rack and surfed it for the first time. It's like a 6.1 Proton or 6.3 Proton. Okay, I might be able to get this up. We've got the Mick Fanning one there. Oh, okay. I might, I might be able to, I can't promise this, uh, but I might be able to make this happen. Oh, okay, so Mick Fanning does back foot surfing versus front foot surfing. Do you, do you want to show that now? Yes. Okay. You can always visit this later. So, right. guys, here's Mick Fanning let, surfing on a twin fin at D-Bar. Let me, let me just, because we are going to try and pull up my phone instead. Right. Give me, ah, oh, we might have. Is it going to work or not? You come on talking for a second. Let's answer another question, and I'm going to try and make this work. Over the next few seconds, I'm okay. going to try and make Give it. Me a oh, hang on, here we go. So, if we go here, and then, okay, we could have this. So I, I stalk Mick Fanning on Instagram and I love the stuff that he puts up. So he's surfing an MR twin fin. Check it out. Okay, here we go. So if you have a look at when it starts, he's on the back foot and he's going twist, 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 like a surf skate on the street. But then he goes front foot and he compresses, extends, compresses, extends, leans and twists. And the board just absolutely rockets. 
So have a look at the difference from poor technique, back foot, twist, 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 versus good technique, compress, extend, and lean and twist. It's like it suddenly engages, doesn't it? Yeah. Now watch. <whistles> front foot, front foot, boost, bang. That is almost as exciting as the Mando video about, about four or five weeks ago. Okay, so the first one here is flat on the back foot, and some people go, yeah, you need to be a back foot surfer. It does not give you speed and drive. Go on the front foot, engage the rail, and the board just rockets. So good. It was so epic. good. Love and that. And the reason why I was trying to find that was because I'm sure that you had a Tom Curran thing in here, or was, or was that not in Instagram? Because um, you were talking about, you were showing me the... Okay, so here's Tom Curran. And takes his time, slows down, waits for it. He compresses the knee, coffee cut through the barrel, and it's, it's just, it's flawless technique. So he doesn't rush the board, all the turns are nice and slow, it's on rail. Oh, I think what this came about was, you were, you were, you were saying to me about the boards that he was riding here. Because yes. you said to me, what, what is he riding? And then... Oh, so basically Tom Curran is just riding as many old reject hmm. boards that he could find. Not reject, but he just... He, you're saying he, like, like he, he just gets crappy old ones and puts them together. Yeah, fixes yeah. them and just, he's been loving it. Okay. Can I show the whale? We've got, so is this a new Clayton-ism or, or it, it should be a t-shirt, I think. Well, Why, well you, you do it because you come up with it. I actually think that through this whole talk about surfboards, I've been trying to get people to surf more on rail. Yep. And to do that, you have to lean. Yeah. Okay. So guys, check us out. Can I just push this? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm gonna introduce this. This is a whale on rail. So check out the whale. It's absolutely epic. So the whale takes off, goes, leans on the bottom turn, and then kicks out the back. All right, so that's how you wanna surf. You wanna take off as you're dropping into it, lean like the whale, get on rail, and then turn. I think it should be a new hashtag. Hashtag whale on rail. <laughs> that was epic, loved it. Whale on rail. There we go. Let's let, let's come back up. Uh, let's go back to some of the questions, and then let's. So did we did we answer all of? Yeah, um, I think we got through most of those. Uh, Gabriel's. Yep. Let me just check. We've got to be close to the bottom now. Yeah, we 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 must be. There's there's a couple of questions that have come in very quickly. There. Oh, there we go. I've lost it. Gabe was there. Okay, I think we've already answered that. I really like to understand the differences and benefits between varying rockers, rails, tails. Yep, we've already done that. Hey guys, how critical is it to get a custom-made board? Does it really make that much difference compared to getting an off-the-shelf model that has lots of great feedback? So custom versus... So, so who's giving you the feedback, first of all? Have you test-ridden the board and gone, yes, it's good? Or is that feedback from a salesperson? Because trust me, you are not the salesperson. You surf differently you genetically made differently and you probably surfed on different days or something. So it's important that you go to a shaper and you get the custom done. But then if he gets it wrong the first time, like not everyone's going to make you the magic board. Mm. You, you almost got to kind of make some mis mistakes because then going forward, he has a place to work from. Yeah. Okay. So I, I know it's an expensive lesson, but you could probably go to a surf shop and get one off the rack and go, oh, it's a shitty one and you won't blame the shaper. So, like, the shaper's trying to give you the best advice. You need good feedback. 
you got to give honest feedback because yeah. if you lie to the shaper in, in the hopes of a better board he might make your board that's too performancey the rail might be too thin yeah. you might give you too much rock and you may hate the board but if you're honest the chance of him making a good board for you and even better if you can see a video clip and take your old board and tell, tell him what you like he has all the tools then to make you a good board okay cool I mean that, that, that was one thing that I, that I had had in the past was take the board or the boards that you've currently got that you like take them along show them to a shaper and just say oh, look I, I like this this and this but I find that this is a downfall yeah. and from so, that it helps you kind of so look your board's got to do two things it's got to hold off the bottom release off the top mm -hmm. so if you take him a board and go I love this off the bottom but on the top turn when I'm twisting it doesn't do this or I hate it off the bottom but it's loose off the top so you can get proper feedback for the for the shaper okay we'll be good Cool. Uh, did you? Let's. Christopher tonight's board shows from Andy. Did you answer that already in the questions? Uh, you put good question. I'm not sure. There okay, so let's many. just let's just quickly. Question for tonight's board show: What's the differences between twin fins and quad boards? We've answered that yeah. already. Also, what are your thoughts on the on the performance twins coming out? Round tail refined rails. Okay, so lately there's been twin pins with like um, channels and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And honestly, guys, it's I, I really feel it's people trying to invent the wheel so that on their Instagram they have something sort of like different to show. But um, before that, guys are riding single fins and then the twin. So it's just like we're repeating the circle again and again. It's fashion. Comes in and goes out of fashion. I love twin fins. I think um, it teaches you how to surf on rail. If you've got a pin... And a twin you are going to get less drive but it'll handle steeper bigger waves better right that answered the yeah answer? okay cool and right and there's also some there's some also some other things in there so very quickly let's answer these ones here mark perez any recommendations for for big guy surfboards anything there can you answer anything there or not just again it's like what car isn't it yeah, uh, Mark, obviously, you, are you getting it custom made or are you buying it from a store? If you're buying it from a store, see if they have test ride days. Maybe try before you buy. I really recommend that. Or otherwise, in the water, if there's a big guy similar to you, just swap in the water, ask him for a wave, ask him to try yours. So get feedback. Mm. Ask the other bloke what he thought of yours and then what did you think of his? If his goes better, take the dimensions down, take the model down. If yours goes better, go, sorry, mate, and then you know you're on a good one. Yeah. Um, it'll cost you nothing except a good conversation in the water and a, can I try it? So. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, trying to get on rail, top to bottom surfing dialed in. Good, clean, two to three foot waves. So the, the question is, would it, would it be round tail with a quad? Would that be your, your, your advice? top to bottom trying to get on rail top to bottom yeah so basically trying to get top to bottom surfing dialed in on clean two to three foot waves so if it's clean and there's some push behind it you can definitely get a thinner rail um so that's a round tail quad question mark um look the narrower the board the quicker it goes onto the rail the thinner it is, the quicker it goes onto the rail. Right. But you have to have some speed to hold it on the rail. 
if you don't have the speed, you need a thicker rail to, to kind of keep in the water. Okay. So it depends upon the wave, yeah? It, it yeah. depends on the wave, yeah. Okay. Uh, I think those are like magic carpets yeah. guys are trying to find. Uh, real quick, this could go into really like a really long one, and we're getting close to the two hour mark. So I know that we, we do need to wrap up because you've got some other things that you need to get on with. Uh, what's the difference between flat bottom board and a board with single to double concave? So just about concave versus, because I know that, is this one of V? Um, that's got V with concave, the other one's got concave. So just really, right, so, really quick. So flat bottom boards are uncomplicated and they, 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 they sort of plane really well. Um, I suppose the problem is, okay, when you want to do a bottom turn, you have to displace all that water under the board. Now, the flatter the board is, when you try to turn, you, you almost push that flat rocker into the wave and it's going to feel like your board stalls. So the more curve your board has, the easier your board turns and the better your board fits into the good part of the wave. Okay, So if you've got a, a lot of rocker, if the wave goes into a really bad section where it gets sort of flatter, that rocker will slow you down. So by putting concave through the middle of the board, it helps to flatten the rocker out through the center. Um, okay, if you've got a single concave, when you are bottom turning... Oh, you can see the V on that one now, and that's yeah. the angle there. So if you've got a single concave, um, it's actually harder to turn the board. Because what happens, you've got to displace all the water under the board. But if you've got a double like this one, this one's got a V in it, with a double on either side of the V. I don't know if you can see that in the camera. Yeah, just about, I think. Okay. Yeah. So this is a wider board. So when I take off and I go on the rail, the board rolls onto one side of the V. Okay, so the board actually turns and does that. Now, because I've only got half the board in the, in the water, I've run a double throughout the whole board to act like a single. Okay, and that gives me all the speed and drive on the tow wedge, and then it rolls across the heel edge and gives me speed and drive on the heel edge. Nice. So yeah, there's, there's the concaves are basically to eliminate too much rocker through the center of the board. Right. Cool, and we've got uh, an interesting fact here from Michael Matthews. Interesting fact, 10,000 hour rule to master something. Surfing, 100 sessions per year, for one hour a session, then it would take you a hundred years to master surfing. It's a long wow. learning curve, and you never. Stop That's learning. the ten thousand rule. Yeah, it's a hundred years. So we've just got to learn to stay yeah, alive a lot longer. That that's a good point. Um, so an hour a day. It would take you a hundred years. Oh, is that right? So if you did, uh, if you did a, no, if you did a hundred sessions a year for one hour per session, then it would take you a hundred years to master surfing. So if you did a hundred sessions in a year. Wow, that's incredible. So that's surfing a yeah, so, so again, you need to train outside of the water and then take that technique into the water. And then when you're in the water, have fun because you've done the training, you've done the hard work, just relax and enjoy it. Yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and okay, a couple of quick questions. Okay, I'm going to stop at Louise's, Louise's question that, that's come in on my screen just because uh, these questions are going to keep coming in. So I'm going to, we're going to answer a few more questions. 
Before we do, guys, if you weren't here at the beginning, I did mention that we're gonna be starting Coach's Eye, which is gonna be exclusively on YouTube. We will be posting a link to the videos within the Surpax group, but what we want to be able to do is create now an easy way for you to view all of these videos that we're creating. So the lives will be posted up on YouTube, but we are gonna be putting exclusive content to YouTube. So what we're gonna ask you to do is please subscribe to, to On Beatsurf on YouTube. Now I'm gonna put the link up. I have made a spelling mistake in this, but it is On Surf. So, so search for On Surf on YouTube, but replace the I with an E. So it's O-M-B-E Surf. Search that on YouTube. There will be some more content that is coming up. Uh, Clayton will be going in, you'll be going in for your operation on your eye in a few weeks time. While yeah. Clayton's out of the water and while I'm out of the water, our plan is to sit down and we are just gonna absolutely dominate the camera. Content. We're gonna smash so much content out. It's gonna be unbelievable. But as I say, a lot of it will be going on YouTube. So please make sure that you just subscribe to YouTube. Tell other people to subscribe on YouTube as well. We need to get the subscribers up to around about a thousand before we can start pumping out lots of content just purely because of the way that the algorithms work. And there's no point in us creating all this amazing content if it's not gonna be seen. So we need about a thousand subscribers for YouTube to be able to activate. So get over there, subscribe on YouTube, hit that notification bell so that you find out when the videos are there. As I say, we will tell you that, they're, that they've been posted via a link inside the Facebook group but just, just go subscribe on YouTube. You know it's good content. If you're here still now, you've been here with it for two hours, you know how good the content is. You know how excited I can get at periods of time. You know how much value Clayton delivers and all the weird analogies that he goes with. And what other surfing channel would ever talk about getting whale on the rail? Like, <laughs> like that, is, that is gold. So head over to YouTube, subscribe there. And let me take that off. Also, remember, Ombi products, I know that it's now programs if you want to go and put search for the individual ones, but head over to the so, website. Hey, are you happy to talk about stress next week? Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay, you know, so you know if I love there's that anything stuff. that stresses you out in the water, let us know. Um, and I'm gonna to talk to you about how to identify stress and maybe yeah. how to deal with stress. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. So you've got some breast stuff that you could probably throw in there. Got some breast stuff, some of the stuff okay. that, that I, so we can take some of the tools that I use with people Fantastic. on stage with public speaking, we can bring that okay. into surfing. And then I'm gonna show you a couple of hacks on how to bypass stress and how to relax and um, actually like easy cheats. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so it should be a good Neuro thing. hacking, we're gonna neuro hack. Neuro hack the hell out the next, the hell the next one. Whales on rails and neuro hacking So don't, don't stress, we'll see you next week. Yeah, but no, hang on, hang on, oh, don't, don't, don't go yet, don't oh. go yet, don't go yet. I'm that excited, I think I've lost weight, my shorts are starting to fall down this evening. Here we go, uh, I've got, uh, okay, Steve, oh my God, let's, let's go to that, make on be product big, here we go. Here we go, Steve, can I remove the center pin and surf it as a twin? No. There you go, that's uh, the Okay, question. so the reason why high. is um, with the thruster, your, your front fins are set at about 11 inches up. And with a 20, your fins are anywhere from, say, 5 inches back up to about 9 mm. or 10. Okay, so your twins are set further back and your, your thrusters are set too far forward. Yeah. So it doesn't work the same. You'll, you'll be, it'll drift and slide too much. And also, a, 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 a twin fin is a completely different style of fin as well, isn't it? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, you're doing longer rail turns um, as opposed to trying to ride a short board. The same. Okay, really quick one here. This is this isn't really um, 
equipment. This is more of a technique one. Yeah. What are your thoughts about uh, John John's style? He most of the time has his arms close, low, not much of a coffee cup going on there with John John's. I beg to differ. You beg to differ? Yeah. Okay. Let's ask the next question. I will see if I can really quickly find a, a, an Instagram of John John. Uh, can you talk about fin angles? The toe and camber. Why do twinnies point straight and thrust the point towards the nose? Right, see so if you can answer that. I'll see if I can find it, John John, and then we'll, we'll wrap it up at that so point. So generally on your twin fins, they're flatter rockers and you're trying to plane across these really weak flat waves. So if you towed it in, your twin fin already turns looser. So um, by keeping the fin straighter, it makes it foster, and then you, you kind of lean to turn it. Whereas your thruster, um, you can surf your thruster flatter and, and twist and sort ooh, of... Ooh, ooh. Right. Yeah, you go. I think that's a pretty good example of his hands down low. Right, you go. Cool. Keep on going there. Okay, so... Um, you talk about the, sorry, I interrupted you. Yeah, well, where's my train of thought? Your fin angles, toe, thrusters point towards the, the tip of the nose. Okay, so your twin fins are trying to plane so they sit straighter. Your thrusters, um, they're more trying to pivot, lean, twist and turn the pocket. So. By having the fins towed, you get more turn and more control over the thruster. So it's not really for planing. Okay. Uh, right, guys, thanks, thanks for all of your questions. We are going to bring up a quick clip of John John Florence. You're going to tell us why you beg to differ with the whole coffee cup thing. Uh, I'll, I'll let you have a quick watch of that while so, I try and bring it up onto the screen. Don't, don't talk about it until I bring it up. Guys, thanks for watching. If you are still here, please tag a mate, share this video, share it around, share the love. We've just spent the last two hours going through surfboards. I've seen the comments. A lot of you have been telling other people to watch this. Please share this around. The, the more that you share this, the bigger this community gets, the more we can start doing these lives. Look, both Clayton and I, uh, we're frothing about the fact that we can't surf and we have to create videos for you. <laughs> Yes, I'm being a little bit sarcastic at that point, but we're going to do it anyway. We are going to make as many videos as possible. We do want them to get as much reach as possible. So just share these videos around, share this community around. Let's grow this community. Let's turn it into the best surfing community on the planet, or it already is, but let's just make it the biggest and best surfing community on the planet. I'm going to bring up this video now. Let's have a look. You can tell us why you beg to differ. Is there any way you could zoom in on that or not? No, maybe? absolutely not. Okay, so I just saw John John with his hand above his head passing coffee. Pass coffee, pass the coffee. If we so, go, so if, hang on, watch wait this. till they're both in the water here, then John John starts at the beginning. And his arms are low. Okay, wait, 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 wait. There, up, pass the coffee. Pass the coffee. That's above his head. Even there, where it's framed, where it's, okay, it's head high. Okay. Okay, so now hang on, check this out. If you're going right. Oh, uh, there's a, him doing big, big, big and wave. If I'm driving my car, this hand has to go low on the bottom turn. Mm -hmm. But when I top turn, the hand has to come up to turn that way. And he does that. Yep. Um, so even there, the hand's up. So when he doesn't use his hands, he's relaxed. That was, that was his... Okay, so let's think of Muhammad Ali. You know, he goes float like a butterfly, sing like a bee. So did you ever see Muhammad Ali doing this? He's like got his hands down, because when you box, surely you keep your hands up, but he's got his hands down, and he, he's on the back foot, he's moving around, and then he throws a few punches. So John John's kind of toying with the wave, he's got his hands down, but when he needs to hit the lip, he's got yeah. his hands up. Okay, cool. So that's answered that. Uh, let's, let's leave it at that tonight, because we have just done 
a good over two hour stint here. We didn't have any tech issues, which I'm super happy about. My stress levels aren't high, but next week we will be talking about stress and the effects that that can have on surfing and what happens. Got any little, apart from whale on rail? Um, got any um, li last little bits of gold you want to drop? I'm actually baked. I've been speaking for so much. I'm done. Like my mind's just like, uh, I'm ready for bed. And, <laughs> and you coach today people in Melbourne down at the wave pool, which I'm super excited about. Yeah, had a and big I'm, day. I am now going to put some onus on you to do some of the tech stuff uh, next week. But uh, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. We've already had, uh, you might have seen the little text popping up from Jeremy on the screen then, but we've already had some people to subscribe on YouTube. So please make awesome. sure that you pass all those details around. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Share the Facebook group as well. Share this video, like this video, comment, use hashtag whale on rail. Let's, uh, let's, let's, let's blow up the internet with hashtag whale on, 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 on rail. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in. It's been an awesome night. I've really enjoyed this one tonight. Let's, let's do some more standing up ones in the future. Yeah, it's been good. It's been different. It's been awesome. Guys, that is us checking out. See you next week. When I've pressed finish. This is really awkward. You <laughs> can't just press finish and then just go. I've now got to lean over here and press finish and I'm now taking even longer.